Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and take a look at the snow. Bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate. Don't make that mistake. Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now only 30 shopping days left until Christmas, and I believe you know what that means. That means today is Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to us on Thanksgiving, uh, instead of hanging out with your family, I salute you. This is Christmas Creeps, a holiday podcast where we talk about bad Christmas movies and good Christmas movies all year round. But tonight we're talking about a terrible, horrifying Christmas movie. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I am your host for Christmas Creeps. Here with me tonight are my co-hosts, Johnny Five, the human robot. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Uh, can you just uh, name an adjective off the top of your head real quick? Stinky. Okay, thank you. And Karen Five? Beep boop. Is here as well. Episode-wise, we went from basically our favorite Christmas thing ever to... Probably the one of the worst Christmas things ever. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I, at the risk of repeating myself and at the risk of quoting Gene Shepard, sometimes at the height of our revelry, when joy is at its zenith, when all is right with the world, the most unthinkable disasters descend upon us. And tonight, that unthinkable disaster comes in the form of Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Uh, a movie that you, the listeners, voted for uh, way back about a month ago. We would have done this two weeks ago in our, on our last episode, but uh, circumstances being what they were, we decided we needed a break off from... Hey, don't blame me. I voted for Santa Buddies. Don't blame me. I voted for... for I almost said Paul Blart. Um, <laughs> Let's do that instead. Let's just watch Paul Blart. <laughs> voted, voted third Blarty. I voted for the other guy. Uh, <laughs> but we're here to talk about... Uh, I feel like I have to. Is is this a National Lampoon movie? Like officially? Uh, look, go look at the case. I'm I'm serious. Go get the case and look at it. And uh, also, uh, what's your favorite noun? Eggs. I'm gonna go eggs. Yes. Singular. This is officially National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Two: Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Why? Maybe maybe the longest title in the in the National Lampoon canon. The like national fire this out of a cannon. The National Lampoon Library. <laughs> yeah, the National Lampoon National Library. Yes. Isn't the National Lampoon a, like a Harvard institution? Isn't that where that started? Yeah. Yeah. So Har- Harvard, in a roundabout way, is responsible for Christmas Vacation Two, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Again, blaming the fucking intellectual elite. <laughs> the liberal elite. Yeah. Does it again. <laughs> And there's a Star Wars inside the case. Oh yeah, I put a Star Wars in there. Oh, sure um, is. That the putting the Star Wars in the the Christmas Vacation Two Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure case um, jacks up the the value of that case exponentially. Yeah. But uh, before we get underway discussing this horrible piece of trash, yeah. Before we get underway, you should give me a compound noun. Motherfucker. Have we used that one yet? I'm not allowing you to use that compound noun. Okay. For uh, various and sundry reasons that I'll get into later. Dog catcher. Okay. Okay. Is it bad that that's where my like my my uh, number two, like my second motherfucker, choice? and then dog catcher? That's what I yell when I run down the street. <laughs> uh, before we talk about Christmas Vacation Two, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, um, I, I do have a little bit of news to get through, but also I I would love like to um to ask you if if you've 
been listening to the show and you enjoy it, now is the holiday season. Now is the time to get us, um, you know, a boat. If you want to get us a present for the holiday season, get us a, on the map. Get us a boat. But if you can't get us a boat, you know, please go to iTunes and give us a star rating and a review and tell a friend and link the show around to everyone because. We actually got a pretty good response from the last episode, and I know it's partly because the holidays are here, but I also kind of want to believe that it's because people like our show, and they like us, and they want to hear more, and they want people to enjoy it. I I don't think that's the reason. I mean, in in a realistic world, it's probably not the reason, but, you know, if if you don't have hope, what do you have? Trump. Um... What would you have? Just any, any, any old noun. Hope's leaving the office next month. Christmas vacation to Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. I'll allow it. Or in two months. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we start off tonight, I do have a singular piece of news here. I found out just today that uh, Regal Cinemas will be doing a month-long uh, Christmas campaign. Every Saturday from now until Christmas, they will be playing an actual, real, legitimate Christmas movie. Each week in theaters. Really? I mean, this weekend. I mean, they're starting it off with a dud. They're starting it off with the Polar Express. Oh, but they're but they're actually taking up like valuable valuable like weekend real estate to yeah. to show Christmas movies. Weekend movie real estate to show actual Christmas movies. Damn. And uh, I've got the list here. If uh, my computer will cooperate with me. Well, it cooperates. I need a, I need another noun, please. Um. Beer. Beer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, here is the schedule for the Regal Cinema's Christmas Movie Spectacular, which is not what they're calling it, but that's what I'm calling it. I, I like it. <laughs> extravaganza, the even. Extravaganza, yeah. Um, so this Saturday, 1126, is the Polar Express. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, and now my phone's loading ads. Uh, thanks a lot, phone. You're ruining Christmas. <laughs> this wasn't the same dog actor in this movie, was it? No, I, th- I think I think Snots had, had long since died, and they got a new Snots. Um, R.I.P. Snot. Rip snots. Come on. Ripping snots sounds like a really gross, like... That's two... I think it's two of the Battletoads. <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism for, like, sneezing or something. Who are the Battletoads? There's... There's there's Rash and Zitz and... I think Pimple's the other one. Even though that, the that's, other one. like, redundant, but I think that is it. Yeah, I think that's, that's literally it. Um, I used to work at a place where um, there was a like a kitchen area, and one of the guys that worked there was referred to as Battletoad, like behind his back, because he looked like a Battletoad. How the fuck did he look like a Battletoad? <laughs> I don't know, but that was the reason I was given. And now that I'm thinking, because it was only behind his back, that he only looked like a Battletoad from behind, maybe. Yes, he had an ass like a Battletoad. Damn, baby, you got an ass like a battle toad. <laughs> it's oh. impossible. I was going to go with I knew she was trouble when she walked into my office. She had legs that wouldn't quit and an ass like a battle toad. <laughs> Her ass is like battle toads. That speeder bike seat stage is impossible. <laughs> oh, you guys are making me cry. <laughs> um, hey, baby, is your ass a battle toad machine? Because I want to lose a lot of quarters in it. <laughs> Getting back on track, the Regal Cinema, this is a great, like, if Regal Cinemas is listening to this, this is like, this is the worst plug ever. We're not giving these fools any money. I know. Well, they're Um, not getting us any money, so fuck them. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) 
Regal Cinema, send us money. Yes, please, for, for this lovely promo we're doing for free. Mm-hmm. Also, no money. Uh, Regal Cinema, send me a verb ending in ED. Jacked. Okay, thank you. So this Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving is the Polar Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week after that, it's A Christmas Story. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The week after that, uh, December 10th, is Christmas Vacation. Damn. The 17th is Home Alone, and it ends on Christmas Eve with It's a Wonderful Life. Damn. Uh, the tickets are apparently five dollars, and they're really doing good. it. And they've got a whole list of, of Regal theaters all across America, and uh, a couple of ours, our local ones, are doing it. So that might be uh, might be worth checking out. I'll put a link in the show notes. That that is very uh, good for people to for people to find their local Regal and check that out. So uh, some decent Christmas movies coming your way uh, this Christmas. Uh, believe it or not. If you don't want to watch this one, if you don't want to watch an edited down, watered down saccharine uh, Home Alone or Christmas Vacation, and you want the uncut, real, legit PG version, go to theaters. The real raw PG version. Mm. The version where they, the version that's allowed to say kids are scared of the dark. I hope, I hope that like the independent theaters decide to do the same thing, but they play shit like Die Hard, Die Hard, and Gremlins and Bad Santa, right? And uh, probably. I don't know. Indie theaters, like, they, they're too cool for Die Hard. They probably would play Reindeer Games. Oh, but Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. I know, but it's so corporate and Fox and blah, blah, oh, you know? God. Anyway. So, guys, the listeners demanded it, and we watched it, and I feel like we have to talk about it now. I think we do. We're, we're really trying not to, but we got hey, to. Listeners, I'm flipping you off as hard as I can right now. You guys did this to us. Yeah, just uh, so, so just 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 everybody just shush for a minute and let's let let the listeners hear. I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna like turn the silence up way loud. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the sound of my robot finger. Oh. Okay. Our souls are crying out. Mm-hmm. What noun are they saying when they cry out? Piss. anyway actually no i'm not allowing you to use that for various and sundry reasons give me another one okay cookies cookie i'll go with singular our nouns are our nouns are the cookie monster our nouns our souls are the cookie monster our souls are crying out cookies (laughs) it's only a sometimes food So, Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, begins, like many Christmas movies do, with our hero losing his job. Of course. Uh, Cousin Eddie, played once again by Randy Quaid, the the eternal, consummate professional Randy Quaid. The real piece of work, the that gr- guy. The, the greatest Quaid. <laughs> the most Quaid. <laughs> the Quaidest Quaid. The top Quaid. Uh, Randy Quaid is, is a, is an employee at an, an atomic research lab. That is literally what the company is called, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's it's very vague. He is the, uh, chief reactor starter. Mm. He is a test subject. Uh, he's an intelligence test subject with the atomic research lab. Fred Willard is there doing tests on him as Fred Willard is wont to do. Absolutely. And, uh. No, let me tell you something about Fred Willard, which eh, it's not technically slander because I'm saying it's a joke, but it might be true. I don't know. But my thought is that 
maybe Fred Willard likes gambling a lot more than gambling likes Fred Willard, and that's why he's in Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Well, well, that's the only excuse that Fred Willard can use, because there are other people in this movie who seem to just really love money, even if it's like the two the two bits that they're getting paid to be in the movie such as uh like eric, mr eric idol mr eric idol rep- reprising his role apparently from european vacation as um the put upon european man right who just gets thrown through the ringer for two scenes yeah he showed i mean we'll we'll get we'll get there but uh he shows up kind of unannounced and then leaves the movie just as quickly based on the direction the movie goes i kind of would have respected it more if he kept showing up to be honest yeah really um i i mean more yeah it would make no sense for him to keep showing up which is why i would have liked it more you you would have respected it at all yeah because because at a certain point this movie completely runs out of jokes and it needs something I, I will always, I will always up gleefully applaud any like descent into like Dada's nonsense that a, a movie wants to do. Yeah, okay, and that's fair. And if you're gonna do it by introducing one of the Monty Python crew, like that's a step in the right direction. Introducing a python. Introducing a python, and uh, yes. judging by some of the looks on some of the characters' faces, there are a lot of pythons running around this movie. Um, and that may seem like an oblique reference to something weird. And it is, but we'll get again. We'll get there. <laughs> Cousin Eddie um, is fired from the atomic research lab for being an idiot, even though he's an in- a test subject for human intelligence. They feed him nuclear waste. Yes, which apparently does make him dumber. And like that's what Fred Willard finds out. So much that he's dumber than a test monkey. A test monkey named Roy, who can beat him at tic tac toe. And this is all the scientific proof that Fred Willard needs that Randy Quaid is a dumb shit. Um, so they fire him, and when he goes to collect his severance pa- his severance check, the he insults the monkey, and then the monkey bites him on the ass. Is that what happens? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay, because it's a it's a real blink and you miss it plot point. It really is. Because I mean, it goes from him goes from him showing up to collect his severance check. And then I turned to make a joke at Karen, and then when I look back, hey, we're going on vacation. Um, Howdy, y'all! And like almost literally, it, as instead of instead of his severance check, they give him an all expenses paid um, South Pacific Caribbean, not Caribbean, an all expenses paid trip to a a nondescript South Pacific island vacation <laughs> over Christmas to the Caribbean of the South Pacific, and he is allowed to take his entire family with him. Which includes his his wife, uh, Catherine, who Miriam Flynn from the other movies. She's back too. Uh, their I guess their youngest son at this point, mm-hmm. whose name is Clark Griswold the Third, which they just call Third throughout the entire movie. Right. Um, cousin Audrey, who's played by Dana Barron from the original Vacation movie, whose house the family is living in. Yes. And they're also taking along Uncle Nick, who's played by Ed Asner. Who also likes money. Who also loves money. And who, being fucking gross. Who loves money so much, he starred in two Christmas movies in one year. Oh, really? In, when this when when Christmas Vacation 2 came out, he played Santa Claus in the movie Elf the same year. Really? Boy. I didn't know that. So, like, he took a step down the exact same time that he starred in Elf. And 
to top it all off, they're they're taking the family dog Snots with them. Of course. Um. So. So give me an adjective. Fifty years old now. Mm, yes, yeah, Snots has to be dead by now. Yeah, I need an adjective. An though. Adjective. Dead air. Let's say quiet. Okay. How about that? So they get to the island. And there are other circumstances, you know, surrounding the family's move to the island or not or their vacation to the island. Audrey has been has broken up with her boyfriend who she finds out is already married. Yep. Which is an odd turn of events. I just want to add Dana Barron is playing Audrey kind of like Audrey is like 19. Not yeah. Audrey is like 50 or how old Dana Barron actually 50. is. She's 50. She's probably like 35. Yeah, she's I mean closer to her I mean she's in her 30s when they made the movie. But yeah, she's playing Audrey like a teenager still. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's not that she's playing the character like really extra stupid or anything, but it feels like she's playing the character kind of like she played the character in Chris- in Vacation. In the original, yeah. Like, she's, like she didn't grow up or age at all. Right. Except she owns a house now. And she's apparently an adult. But she apparently doesn't even stay at that house because she's in Indianapolis with her boyfriend until they right, break up. Right, right. Until they break up. Um... Maybe maybe Clark gave her the house. I mean, this was like pre-bubble, so I mean, or mid-bubble actually. This is before the bubble burst. Yeah, this, was, this was during the bubble. He he just like bought another house in Chicago probably. and gave it to her. I mean, at this point, he's probably like a really successful food additive, you know, executive. True. He he is the guy who decides to take away the the Christmas bonuses. Yeah, he is. He is now Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, he he's become <laughs> what he hates. Um. Speaking of them, um, Beverly D'Angelo, I read, was asked to be in this movie and was actually up for it, but she couldn't just for, like, time constraints. Like, she just couldn't work out the time to do it. I think she was busy doing that that stupid Freddie Prinze Jr. movie, Summer Catch, when they made this. And then as for Chevy Chase, I'd imagine Chevy Chase was just like, go fuck yourself when they called him up and asked him Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, he was sitting around counting, counting all the money that he had made off of. Fill in the Vegas here. Vegas vacation. I don't know. Add maybe all of the syndication money. Yeah, no, I think it's just more Chevy Chase is just like Chevy Chase just seems to be like a hateful, hateful, like hate filled, spiteful person. I don't know. There is a long stretch between Vegas vacation and Community where I honestly have no idea what Chevy Chase was doing. Is this is this more slander or is Chevy Chase like as big as like an asshole asshole as I think he m- might be? Oh, I mean, a lot of source from a lot of sources, like it's is are confirming that he is like just a huge pain in the ass to work with, and I'm and that's not slander or anything. That's just hearsay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable saying that. But you know what? He I mean he kind of earned it, didn't he? Yeah. No. He he definitely put in his work, but it's like that doesn't make him you know any yeah, not less an less insufferable to deal with. Apparently. Yeah. Um, a compound noun, please. A compound noun. Yes. Dumbfounded. No, just no, no. noun. Noun, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I have an English degree. Um, <laughs> a compound noun. It's like you gave me dog catcher earlier, something like that. Hmm. Or like, you know, coat hook, coat rack. Coat rack sounds good. Coat rack, okay. I'm, I'm apparently writing this myself now, too. Um, so they get to the island, this nondescript um, South Pacific island. That's totally not Hawaii. That's totally not Hawaii, even though there's Hawaiian music playing. They're giving lays to everyone. Yeah, and I mean, the, everyone's getting laid. Yes. Whoa, yeah. The the one 
the the one main like tourist lady they meet who is a, actually a Korean actress. Yeah, her name is um, I got it here, Sung Hai Lee. Who's you know, she? She was in Playboy. That's where she got her career start, and then and like she's then, sort like, of just been like a, a steady TV actress ever since. Like she's been on you know Private Practice and Lost, and uh, she was in the Art of War, a couple of the Art of War movies, like with uh, what's his name Wesley Snipes. But I don't think Wesley Snipes was in the ones that she was in. So they straight. Yeah. So so she's like the new Wesley Snipes. Yeah, basically. Yes. What we're saying is she's done a lot of stuff since then, like Christmas Vacation too. Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. And her character in this movie, because this movie came out when George W. Bush's name was president, her character is named something very offensive. That's like, I'm not even joking or even that far off when I say the character's name was like Muka Hakaliki or something like that. Yeah, that's like half right, actually. It was, yeah, it was Muka Laka Mickey. I wrote it down. Oh, and no, I don't think any two ca- any two characters say her name right the entire movie. No, that's a running joke is that they completely butcher her name every time. Well, part of the joke is that it turns out she's actually from Milwaukee, so that doesn't mean shit. So, well, no, but what it, so, what it, no, the joke is that Randy Randy Quaid starts calling her Milwaukee Mickey for a minute, or just plain Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the the reason that matters is because the joke is like I don't know this fucking islands are from Milwaukee is what she yeah. says. So what happens is. Uh, this whole ridiculous redneck family and Audrey go on a boat trip out into the Pacific that, and I almost said Ed Helms for a second there, but that's, that's another movie. Oh, that would be a much different movie. Ed Asner pilots or steers this boat into uncharted waters, uh, right, right onto a coral reef or rocks or something. And they crash the boat. So if it had Ed Helms, it'd be like the hangover. No, it it would be the the most recent vacation movie. It had Ed Helms in it. Ed Helms. Uh, give me a verb that ends in ing. Speaking of spoonerisms that I accidentally do, snacking. Um, but yeah, the fa- the whole family and um, their their Hawaiian tour guide crash land on this deserted island, and it Can becomes we talk about this fucking piece of shit asshole kid for one goddamn yeah, second. Let's just stop because. Third is the worst. Third is insufferable, and I hate him, and I want to punch him. And every time he showed up and started talking, I literally shouted at the screen for him to shut up. If you happen to see this movie and feel the same way, uh, here's a tip. He gets his head bitten off in uh, Dino Croc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, somebody out there must have hated him just as much as we do. He, yeah, he's just a super annoying, like, awkward and know-it-all-y little kid. Yeah, he's the, the polar opposite of Cousin Eddie, who is a dumb shit who knows nothing about anything, and he somehow has has given birth to a son who is a Poindexter know it all who reads a lot and but knows it's, everything he's not about really, everything. He's not really like really that much of a know it all. Oh, he is a know it all, but he's not really that much like a he's not really like a book or anything. It's more like the kid just memorizes the fucking brain quest cards because he's just like, here I'm going to spout off a random fact and here's a fucking five dollar SAT word. Yeah, here's here's a bunch of facts I learned about Slipknots and and uh, <laughs> they have two drummers. Yeah, I was gonna say here's a bunch of facts I learned about the band Slipknot. <laughs> Damn it, Jonathan! Uh-huh. Oh, you Beat are, you. You guys are on point with your Slipknot jokes tonight. I love <laughs> it. Um, I need a verb that ends in ing. Another I just, one. I just gave you. Yeah, one. you need. I need another one though. Okay. Um, standing. Okay. Thank you. So they crash land on this this island, and it's basically the island from the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. 
because they do a lot of the same castaway things. Like there's a scene of of uh, Eddie trying to light a fire by rubbing, rubbing two sticks together, and he gives up and he pulls out a box of matches and he looks around like nobody's watching. Like who gives a shit? It's you, everybody announced that they have a box of matches. No one's no one is impressed. Yeah, what is there like? It's they have some hamburger helper, some moldy cheese they matches, have like, like two six packs of beer, tootsie rolls, a, some tootsie rolls, three bottles of bourbon. And toothpicks, like cocktail toothpicks, but they don't have any. They don't have any like cocktail francs to spear with them. And a partridge in yeah. a pear tree. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> for this being like, by the way, a made-for-TV ostensibly family movie in two thousand three on NBC, like there are like super duper a lot of jokes where the punchline is "Let's go stare at the Korean girl's boobs." Yeah, yeah, there are. And not even jokes. It's just the movie just kind of leers at her. Not even characters in the movie. The whole movie does. It's super fucking gross. I was like skeeved like, out the whole time, to be honest. Third keeps staring at her, and Ed Asner keeps trying to grab her, like to hug her or like buddy up with her. And he does grab her and when he, the boat crashes. Yeah, and he like basically uses her chest as a flotation device. Yeah. And like it's not even really a joke because he just does it. Yeah. And there's a scene later where she's um like skinny dipping in a lagoon because i don't know i didn't make this fucking movie i think the the implication is that she was like bathing yeah yeah she, she wasn't but, swimming but she was like taking st- a bath yeah but still it's like bathe, yeah but still in like a picturesque waterfall lagoon type thing and then both the 12 year old and the 112 year old are like watching her from the bushes separately yeah third sneaks up and like parts the bushes and and, and looks and leers in down at her and, it, and, and he like, he's like hooting and cheering this entire time too yeah like silently hooting and cheering and like like fist pumping and not like in a in a, a sexual way he's just like fist pumping in victory <laughs> he's like fuck yeah and then he looks over and he sees uncle uncle nick who's also fist pumping in victory or probably also the other way i don't know yeah uncle nick is like yes it still works kind of <laughs> just finds a mid-strike I, I felt no he's like i felt something that time jesus i and, felt a twitch and they both give each other the same look which is just like ew i saw i i had those thoughts and then i looked at you ew. gross like bodily funk like as as creepy and skeevy as this movie is it's also like weirdly us uh, like What's the word? Yeah. Um, like, skeeved out about bodily functions? I, yeah, the the kid, another point about him is that Uncle Nick showed up because his wife ran off with a younger man. Yes. And the kid is, like, super grossed out about the idea of old people, and especially, like, an old grandma-type woman, mm-hmm. like, wanting to have sex. And so he's just, like, super fucking weirded out Oh, yeah, he does not that. like the thought of that at all. Yeah. And when they drop that little nugget on us, my first thought was that... Uncle Nick's wife ran off with Audrey's boyfriend (laughs) solely for the solely because Because this is a movie because this is a movie and they were right next to each other. And she he explicitly said that she left him for a younger man. So like the movie wants you to connect those dots, even though the movie has no intention of connecting them either. Right. Although they they, they come back and connect some dots. This is just a a side note. And I don't want to say it's any like sort of like Freudian look into my brain. It's more just how I find like if if you're gonna have a fucking train wreck, why not make it? Why not make the train you're wrecking snowpiercer? Basically, yeah. like go if you're gonna do something bad, go all out. Go all out. Like, and I was when I saw the scene with like the woman bathing. All you see from her is her from behind first, and you just see like you know dark brown hair. I was just like, 
if this is Audrey that they're both spying on, I will like suddenly like this movie. And there, it was, there was a very clear possibility it was because, uh, and I guess to here's here's my brain skeeving out like um, Audrey was not look not looking that bad in this movie. No, oh, no, she was she, she was, was like looking all right. She was a, a good looking woman. So like they, it was perfectly conceivable that they would pull that bait and switch on us. Um, and, and also, I'm just now thinking of this. They miss a perfectly good opportunity to reference the skinny dipping scene from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Uh-oh. They totally, well, I mean, in, in as much as they did a skinny dipping scene, right. they did it, but they didn't, like, reference the fact that, like, it was Clark having a dream sequence with, like, Bing Crosby playing in the background and, you know, something like that. They could have done the same thing. They could have had, they could have done, like, Third having his dream sequence and playing, like, the fucking Jimmy Buffett or 311 version of Mele Kaliki Maka playing in the background. Just to make it, like, Holy 10 shit. degrees worse. But they didn't. And I don't know if that's restraint or just laziness. Also, if I was in charge of that, the way I would make that scene is his dream sequence is solely adding the music into it. He's just actually staring. He's just staring. Actually right. staring at her. Exactly. Like, and, like, and like what, it's a thing that's really happening. And what snaps him out of it is when he looks over to the left and sees Uncle Nick there. <laughs> Just jerking it so good. No, no. What What if they're both having the dream sequence, but one of them is imagining it with Jimmy Buffett in the background, and the other is imagining it with 311 in the background? No, okay. And it's cutting back and forth between the two versions of the song. Oh, my God. No, but- Uncle Nick is imagining it with, like, Lawrence Welk or something. So you're, like, imagining that that fucking little Poindexter kid listens to 311? Every white kid from the Midwest in 2003 listened to 311. John? That that child has not discovered weed. Uh, No, I... I, I'm gonna gonna say I was... uh, Do I want to say I was too old for 311? In 2003, I I would... you you were out of high school already. I was out of high school already. Yeah, that, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay. I, this I kid's missed... like twelve. Yeah. How old is too old for three eleven? I just want to. Now that we've raised the question, I want to ponder it for a minute. Like postnatal. <laughs> three eleven is music for babies. Is what you're saying? It's, it's, you, you know it's, how it's, some it, women it, take like uh, like headphones and put them on their bellies when yeah, they're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually playing three eleven for their babies. <laughs> they really love the sounds of amber. Amber's the color of your energy, baby. <laughs> that doo 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 doo. It sounds like the womb. And that baby grows up to be. The baby grows up and just like my mom always told me, you got to trust your instinct and let go of regret. <laughs> you know too much about three eleven for being someone who is not into three eleven. I know enough about three eleven to make three eleven jokes. That is, I, I learned enough about 311 to make jokes about them, and that's it. You know just enough about 311 to be dangerous. Yes. Uh, give me an adjective. Mm, trippy. God, so that we're thinking about 311. I mean. <laughs> so back to the story. Cousin Eddie. What story? What story? Oh, what story? Uh, Cousin Eddie. Is butt a- story. That's a, good, that's, a, that's a good answer to my question. What story? Butt story. <laughs> I want to make an Otsu joke, but no one's going to get it. <laughs> Never mind. That's too bad. Uh, uh, a what joke? An, uh, a Yasuhiro Otsu joke. Someone out there would. If you've ever seen Tokyo Story, just think of a, a parody called Butt Story. And Okay. Stuart, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the one of the through lines from this movie is that Cousin Eddie is really depressed that he has lost another job. To the point where he thinks... 
he is completely useless as a husband and father and sees no point in living. Not to the point where he wants to kill himself, but that he just he hasn't found his purpose in life yet. And once they crash land on the island, he finally finds his purpose as to be a provider for his family and kill animals and build a house for them. And he does that a little bit. Like, he hunts a wild boar. And kills it on accident. Kills it, cuts off its head, drinks his blood. Mm-hmm. Now now he's aware, aware Eddie. Right. Uh, I was going for Lord of the Flies, but yeah, oh, sure. Okay, okay. Uh, give me a body part. Appendix. Okay, not not literally, but yeah. <laughs> you can have mine. <laughs> I don't need it. Um, I got some cross references in the later, so that helps. So, Eddie has killed Karen his... found it funny. All right. I wasn't listening. I'm trying to do this podcast. <laughs> While you guys are fucking playing around with with Mad Libs, I'm trying to have a podcast about cousin about about Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Hey, you do you. I mean... I am doing me. Shut the fuck up. God, don't do it in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> the point being, Cousin Eddie can't do anything right. Even as he's like wearing his fucking uh, laser suit shirt with like <laughs> some with like white pants with like white short shorts. pants and like his like suede white suede shoes. It's basically like a like leisure suit romper. And like, he's and he's still wearing a black romper. dicky underneath his white <laughs> his white shirt like he did in Christmas vacation. He still somehow manages to make fire, even though it's with matches, kill a wild boar, even though he fucking falls on it, and build a house made out of twigs and leaves and stuff, even though it totally fucking doesn't work, and when they christen it with a coconut, it just falls over. Right. Um, But he, like, finds his purpose in life, and everybody comments on the fact that, like, Eddie kind of loves being trapped on a desert island. Yeah. And, uh, Mukalaka Tahiti... Mukalaka Tahiti. I actually had to stop myself from saying her name properly, and mid-name, I went with the country name. <laughs> um, that's, that's where I am, right? That's where I'm at right now. DQ Mulate. Mm-hmm. So Ta-Nehisi Coates um, points out that, <laughs> that this is the best Christmas she's ever had <laughs> with this redneck family on the island. <laughs> And oh boy, are we going to get some hate mail from that comment. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that was awful. But it's weird, right? Like, she's. She kind of comes around to the fact that, like, this is the best Christmas she's ever had with a bunch of hillbillies who who are either leering at her. Yeah. Or. Yeah, it's true. They're just, just like, fucking her. groping her and, like, leering at her the but whole time. But she. But she. But secretly, like, deep down, she loves it. Well, and, I, and I'm not like the, projecting. The community. Yeah, she loves the community of it, and she's like, and she's trying to play tour guide and keep their spirits up and whatnot. But like, <clears throat> you know, she's not trying to get away from these horrible people, right? So there must be something said for it. They get off the island, guys. I don't know what happens. Is uh, hey, remember earlier in the movie where we didn't mention it, but it totally <laughs> happened um, that there was an airplane pilot. Yeah, he came back. Yeah, and picked fucking him up. Australian dude named Jack. Is it was his name Monterey Jack? It wasn't Monterey Jack. No, I think it was just Jack. It was it was Mel- Melbourne Jack. Melbourne Jack. <laughs> Alright, I need another body part. Ear. <laughs> you look so disgusted, Joe. So I, I, I see it, and I know it's coming. Um. <laughs> That's what she said? Yep. So, but yeah, like, the entire... And Audrey's running joke is that she's just like, is he single? Can someone tell me if he's single or not? 
Yeah. Yeah, she's... Spoiler alert, he's married and has like five kids. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she tries to nurse him back to health because uh, Randy Quaid accidentally like brutalizes him. Yeah, they yeah he starts flying them back and Randy Quaid like... Like oh, he, for, he, they he, they have they have a wacky pratfall mishap on the island is what happens. Hang, hang on, we're skipping ahead a lot here because we're skipping the scene where cousin Eddie has a dream sequence in which yes. he imagines himself as Tarzan in a silent movie where he has to save his save Catherine from a snake. Right, it was like a fucking like anaconda or something. But it was, it was like obviously it was, under the command of Roy the monkey. It was basically yeah. like the snake from the Nicki Minaj video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like fucking. So it was a metaphor for a dick. Yeah. Roy's dick. Um, oh my god. Roy's sna- monkey Roy's snake dick. Oh, Jesus. That's the name of my nude biker bar. Uh, <laughs> so name your fucking, leather daddy bar. The fucking uh, cousin Eddie Weissmuller, like, Tarzan's over and saves <laughs> yes. her. And that's the end of the dream sequence. And then he wakes up and sees a plane off in the distance coming to save them. And at this moment, in this scene, uh, you see in the off in the distance their boat that is still, like, shipwrecked on a bunch of rocks. In the yes. in, like in the background, and then in the next scene, um, Melbourne Jack or whatever his name is comes walking up off of his uh, plane and and mentions that th- there's been search parties looking for them for for weeks, and their their boat was found drifting 300 miles away. Except we literally just saw it like two shots ago. Yeah, it's he, parked over there. It got really far. Melbourne really Jack, right? It's it's a city and then a name. Like it's like uh, an Australian city. Is it like Sydney Potier? No, it's um. Sympatia was his name. Yes. Oh. Yes. Sympatia. Patio was his name. Patio. Sydney Patio. There was an actor who had an Oscar, and Sydney Portier was his name. Oh. Yes. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. What other What other Australian cities are there? He could, his name could be Darwin Award. <laughs> Perth Amboy. My my phone now refuses to look up information about Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. If well, he was from New Zealand, his name could be Wellington Beef. <laughs> okay, I need I need one last thing. I need a very specific body part as the instruction for this last one. Um, uvula. How's that? That works for me. But Melbourne Jack shows up to rescue them and informs them that they were on the other side of the island from one of his private hotel resorts. Because, of course, they were. Yeah, because he's like a fucking, like, hotelier. Like, he he is Richard Branson or whoever. Yeah, he's he's Australian. Rich, Richard Branson's Australian, isn't he? He's British, isn't he? Okay, so he's, he's Australian Richard Branson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. He's upside down Richard Branson. But... <laughs> But because this movie costs $12.82, we don't see the island resort. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's probably the same island resort that they, the same island resort, quote unquote, that they filmed Jack Frost 2 in. Okay, am oh, I geez. pulling this straight out of my ass? But there was there a whole, like, Brady Bunch special episode thing where they got stranded on an island that was just the other side of a resort? I feel like that was the second Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, there was a movie where they went to, like, Hawaii. Maybe? Was it was it that the Christmas it, movie? I don't think so. It was it no, I no the, the the very Brady Christmas I remember specifically oh, the, was the, the, was the dad Brady got s- caught in a in a in like a building collapse. The ba- very Brady sequel, I think, was what the second one was called. Anyway, this I mean this this is totally a plot thing you see coming from a mile away if, if you've ever watched like any comedy movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as soon as they get on the island, you know they're gonna wind up on like an island that's populated by some other people 
or it's actually the island they shipped out from in the first place or yes. something like that. And we were you John was kind of right. You were half yeah. right. I, I do have to like give the movie a little props for like how anti-humor it was to like have it in there. He's like cuz it's not like a really a thing. It's just like, "Oh, my resort's like 10 miles that way. You could just walk there." And there's like, "Oh, well, we're stupid." Yeah. And, and and the movie has several jokes like that because like there's the thing where they they're like getting off the boat and Audrey is carrying a cappuccino maker and they're like where'd you get the cappuccino maker she's like I bought it in town <laughs> rim shot noise here I guess yeah except there were no rim shots because they couldn't afford a drum set <laughs> oh Jesus but uh, and then Eddie and then like while all this is happening Eddie comes running up to yell yell that there's a plane coming except the guys are already here mm-hmm. <laughs> so. He's like, he's like, there's a plane, there's a plane. Hey, hey, Melbourne Jack, there's a plane here. <laughs> but anyway, what what happens that they end up going back up on the hill together? Because they, they go back up where Eddie was, like, taking his nap. I like, think, he and Jack. I think they're just going to, like, gather their things or something. Okay. Yeah. But then, but then for some reason, Eddie tries to pick up a giant rock. Yeah. And then Jack helps him pick up the giant rock. Just so he could drop it on Jack's foot, basically. Yeah. And then he, like... Grab, he grabs onto Jack's hat to keep him from falling down the hill. And strangling, and strangling him. him, so he lets go and he falls down the hill. And now he's got now he's concussed, and he's got to fly them back. And then he passes out during the, the plane trip, and Eddie has to, to land the plane. Except uh, the air traffic controller tells Eddie to land his plane on the runway. Except they're flying a pontoon. Yeah, you know, they're a on the seaplane. One of the one of the only instances where the kid isn't that annoying. he still says it in an annoying way, but he's like, "No, we can't land on the on the runway. This is a seaplane." Yeah, and yeah, no dumb shit. You're, you're we're flying we're flying a a C three twenty seven seaplane. This doesn't have wheels. But the air traffic controller is just like, "Oh yeah, you are. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Whoops." He is it, he. It's totally just like for no reason, just uh, just a dumb hillbilly. Yeah, just not like even a hillbilly, goof, just a goofy ass dude. Yeah, just a goofy like yokel accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cousin Eddie lands the plane, and successfully. Yay. Yeah, successfully. And oh, while they're, while they're quote unquote crashing the plane, uh, third uh, asks um, Matahari, whatever her name is, to be his girlfriend. <laughs> And she's like, after this, I think I'm getting. She says she's married, and then it re- yeah. she reveals that her husband's name is Daniel. I think it was his name, yeah. and he lives in Indianapolis. And so- Audrey like perks, pops her head up, like what? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. She pops her head off of a Melbourne Jack's dick, pretty much literally. She's like, <laughs> she's like in the back. She's like yeah. in the back, like air quote reviving him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, anyway, I don't think we mentioned earlier, but that was Audrey's uh, boyfriend that broke up with her. Yeah. He, he was Daniel in, in Indianapolis, this, this, who was married. Don't, don't worry, because the movie just forgets about it after the scene, too. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. There's no resolution to this conflict at all. But she's like, you know, oh, I'll give him mouth to mouth. And you just see her just like her head bobbing up and down in the back. It's like, like, do you guys think this through or not? I can't. I honestly can't tell. Is this weird, guys? What are, is, is what we're doing right now weird? Am I good? Does anybody have a, a monitor that we can look at this on? No? Okay, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they land the plane, and I guess they're they're they go into like the atomic research lab's office just like right then and there that day. Yeah, because Fred Willard's there. Well, because and- they they basically own the resort, like the research thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And now Magic Mike is working there as a scientist instead of being like a tour guide. Oh yeah, the the lady. Yeah. Magic. Did you just call him Magic Mike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Channing Tatum is there. Magic Mike XXS. <laughs> Magic Mike 32 double D. I mean, any <laughs> any joke name I give her is not as offensive as the name the movie actually gave her. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well just like throw some dumb jokes in there. All right, so Chunky Monkey's now a, a, a lab scientist. <laughs> yes. But, okay, so one of the things that I was wondering about this movie the whole time was, so if the if the Atomic Research Lab owns this island and it's in the South Pacific, that means that this uh, this this has to have been like a government installation where they're again dropping nukes on this island. Like, like, you know, Cousin Eddie says in uh, Vegas Vacation, where the government gave them the land that they were, like, adjacent to the land they were using to, for bombing sites. Well, I mean, yeah, judging from what they do to, or during Eddie at the beginning of the movie, their research is, let's give this cancer and see what happens. Pretty much. But you know what's, what's weird is, Eddie seems okay with it. Like, not, not in a, a morally, uh, questionable kind of way, but he seems like he's, he, his body seems resilient to whatever the hell they're doing to him. Right. So I think Eddie's okay. He he's just so dumb. He just, just doesn't matter. He's just dumb as a, a bag of hammers. But you know, and then small he, favors, I guess. He's oh he's he's immune to cancer. Then at the end, Fred Willard offers to give him his job back. He's like, "No, I got a new job." And he and Roy become airplane pilots. And it becomes an ABC sitcom. <laughs> oh shit! Tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So this movie was really stupid. This was a really dumb fucking movie. It was bad. It was made for TV in 2003. Yes. Yeah. I mean, let's just say that. It mm. wasn't any, like, it didn't even, like, proceed in any way similar to Christmas Vacation, like, how it was kind of a series of vignettes, you know? Yeah. This was just, this just had a fucking plot, like, paper thin as it was. It was still, like, it had, like, a fucking yeah, well, overarching, let's, like. Let's go to a desert island and do a bunch of desert island stuff, having nothing to do with actual Christmas. Like, there's a scene where they right. celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And, and they, they sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and... You can see third is just like mouthing some other words that aren't the lyrics to that song. But other than that, and then giving each other like a couple of Christmas presents, the this only, is really not a Christmas movie at all. The only good joke in the movie only got like called back a couple times just very briefly is when the fucking uh, Audrey's house is just leaking water out into the street in Chicago. Oh, yeah, because the, one of the first things that happens in the movie is that Eddie completely destroys her bathroom and the water just explodes into her house. Right. Nobody turns it off, apparently. And so after they leave, it's just like a fucking fire hose of water just starts coming out of one of the upstairs yeah. windows. And then they cut back like an hour and a half later and another window like bursts out with like f- water running out of it. But what's weird is like after that initially happens, the next day they're all downstairs like nothing happened. That's true. And yeah. Audrey comes home more despondent over the fact that she just got she just broke up with her boyfriend than um the tor- torrential downpour of water just like shooting out of the upstairs bathroom. Yeah. Not that you would care in a situation like that, but still like Well, she did come home and just say she was going to kill herself, yeah. so. And maybe she was going to go maybe she saw the house and was going to go upstairs and just drown. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I mean, it, it does stop them from getting robbed later on, though. It's true, because the Wet Bandits are, like, the Wet Bandits must assume that they've already hit that house. Right. Yeah, Marv, Harry Marv drive by and was like, I guess we already got that one, Harry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, so should we crank on to this so we can get to the, the part of the... The, the we, real meat of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing we actually wanted to talk about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Um, this movie is terrible. It has nothing to do with Christmas, except that it kind of does. Right. Except that it's not really. Negative and four. And I'm just, yeah. Negative four. Negative four, really? Yeah. Not even for, like, the three Christmas songs they play? Fuck it. <laughs> um, I mean, this movie is aware of what Christmas is. Yeah. And it doesn't do some horrible backwards thing where, like, Christmas is about your mom dying of cancer so that some True. other guy can be less grumpy about Christmas. 
So I don't want to give it. I don't. Negative th- three. This isn't Christmas shoes. Is was what I, I just spent a lot of words saying. I would. Yeah, negative three because it does earn points for acknowledging the uh, the concept of Christmas. Okay. Well, I knew Christmas shoes was negative five five, right? Negative five, negative five. I don't think. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought Christmas shoes was like all the way like the opposite corner from anything good and holy. Um. So I was gonna give it one notch away from that. Let's have us a look see. ChristmasCreeps.com, your one-stop shop for all things Christmas creepy. Christmas shoes originally earned us a four, positive four, negative five. Oh. Because it was Christmasy as fuck. Because it was Christmasy as fuck. That, um, that was before we started adding in, like, the thing of, like, it's not enough to just be Christmassy. It has to be, like, do you do a good thing with the Christmassy? Right. And so on this one, I would say, um, I mean, it's it's honestly, it's not that Christmassy like despite having some christmas trappings in it but it's not it's not also actively shitting on the idea of christmas and there is also literally a there is also literally a scene where um they point out that the true meaning of christmas is to be thankful for what for the people and things that you have and i'm like and we were like no that's thanksgiving it's true that's literally what thanksgiving is about yeah so this movie gets christmas wrong well, besides Thanksgiving's about that, besides the part about like killing natives and everything. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't get it wrong in a in like a grossly offensive way, really. Though, like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not no, trying no. to give this movie the benefit of the doubt, but it's like this movie doesn't deserve that much scorn just because, like, it's a. Fuck it's, it. By the way, twenty minutes of dog fart. Yeah. Uh, so snots farts. <laughs> snots farts. You know how the. You know how the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept? Yes. Snots farts. Yes. That's the shortest verse in the Christmas Creeps Bible. Yes. <laughs> okay, so do you want to put it at like a zero or a one or a negative one for Christmasiness? Let's go let's go negative one or negative two, I feel, because mm. they are doing Christmassy things, but like it's in a good o- only like only because it's called Christmas Vacation Two. Okay. Like nominally they have to do it. If this were called just Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, they would ignore Christmas completely. Yeah. So So, I would say negative two. Yeah, negative two. Okay. Negative two. And so Y-axis, quality. This is a fucking awful movie. Negative two, negative five? Yeah. 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 I, there's nothing redeeming about this movie. Um, Yeah. I mean, even from like a 2003 perspective, like, if you were watching this movie just to like leer it, um... Milwaukee, there are easier ways to do that. Yeah. So, even in that respect... This is a bad movie. This is the worst. This might be the worst movie we've reviewed all year, guys. I would say so. I really think this is terrible. Man, fuck this shit. Let's talk about my goddamn Die Hard coloring book already. Okay, okay, okay. Christmas Vacation 2 has been put away now. Johnny Five has found a thing for us to finish out the podcast tonight. I got a Die Hard coloring book. Where did you find a die-hard coloring book? Uh, at this little boutique in my hometown called uh, Walmart. Oh. Yes. They also had a uh, uh, Home Alone coloring book, um, but that was just a coloring book. This one was a coloring and activity book, so it's better. And also, having looked through both of them, um, I found the art in the die-hard one truer to the movie. The the depictions of John McClane are a lot... Oh, they're a lot more Bruce willis than the depictions yeah. of Kevin were Macaulay culkin yeah. And also, more to the point, like this one knows that the idea the diehard one knows that the idea of having a diehard coloring activity book is funny right, and is making right. jokes about it okay the home alone one is more reverent than irreverent it's like something you would give to kids now not even that but it's like someone you'd give like oh i love home alone like it's it's a 
it's sincere and this is tongue in cheek. Like it but they're both they're both obviously made for fans of these movies. Yes. Right? yes. Okay. Okay. So real quick question. If I were to say go out tonight or tomorrow night on you know Black Friday Eve and try to find one of these, what department would I go looking? And Not the, asking for our listeners, I'm asking for myself. Uh, they were both up front in the uh, like in the book section. In the book section. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Like actually, up, easy up, enough. Up with all the other adult coloring book things. Like, um, I can't. I can't believe adult coloring books are actually a thing now. I love it. I think I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to fault anyone for doing that. But the thing is, like, it's it's actually like a real like legit stress relieving thing. Yeah, I, I imagine. Like, I know, I know a lot of um, like bars and stuff have adult coloring books now. So it's it's basically like that's, that's it's it's becoming bigger. It, it's like arts for people that maybe aren't as good at drawing lines. So the town we live in, Joe, yeah, you, you're familiar with there. If you go to the Walmart there and you just walk down kind of the main drag at the front of the store by the registers, you will see this. Okay, okay, so, you'll run into it. Good deal. Um, you also see Elf on the Shelf, which God, I fucking hate Elf on the Shelf. But this makes up for it. Is there an Elf on the Shelf movie? I want there to be an Elf on the Shelf movie just so I can spend like. 90 minutes of a podcast just saying fuck at it. Ripping into it. <laughs> I'm sorry I like snorted and made that weird sound, but so, I, wa- I want that to happen now. <laughs> yeah, like at, speaking of Walmart, they had a display on the front with Elf on the Shelf that said like the Elf on the Shelf Adoption Center. And I was just like, I really hope that's not a no kill shelter. <laughs> Damn. Jeez. Okay, so. Um, the Elf on the Shelf Adoption Center has a much more common name. They call it Goodwill. <laughs> I was going to say they call that orphanage from Oliver Twist. Please, sir. I don't want any more. Okay. So, okay. So, the Die Hard Col- Coloring Activity Book by Doogie Horner, which is my Doogie Hauser porn parody. Mm. Doogie Horner at DP. You made a better joke than that before we started. Director of pornography. Let's be honest. Doogie Plowser. Oh, yeah. Doogie Plowser. Doogie Plowser DP. Yeah. That's the actor's name. The title of the movie would be Dude, He Plowser. Right. Doogie Plowser DP. There we go. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 straight up a color book. There's John, there's John McClane doing his best. Like he looks like John McClane. He, he looks kinda, like Bruce Willis in Sin City. He, he looks like Mickey Rourke in Sin City. Yeah, close he, enough. He, he looks like Marv. Like it's very uh, his his chin is very chiseled, and he looks like a, a fucking Conan the Barbarian type dude. All right. Anyway, the, hang on. Go back real quick. And there's Bonnie to, Bedelia. Bonnie no, the, yeah, the the picture of the McClane family. Like, oh look at those kids' faces. Oh wow. Jesus Christ! The picture of Okay, so in this picture, John McClane looks like Bill Pullman. Um, <laughs> or, Bill, I, or Bill Paxton. It's Bill Pullman, you jackass. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, is it John McClane Jr.? Is that the John Jr.? Is that the boy's name? Yeah, he, and, and Lucy. <laughs> he looks like he swallowed a fly. For some reason, I'm coming up with, like, Bobby Hill wearing a wig. <laughs> but, but he looks so pleased with himself. Yeah. I, I'm st- still, this is the greatest calling book ever, we're, so not we're, to call that. Oh, oh, by the way, we are totally putting a picture of that on the website. Yes. yes. Then yeah, there's a page of them shooting the the receptionist. A page of them all coming up the elevator. <laughs> Hans de Gruber looks like he just picked someone's pocket. <laughs> it's like I know what I'm getting for Christmas. Y'all want it? I don't worry. I'm and on it. There's a connect the dots of now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! That is the best. <laughs> there's this page. John just killed Carl's brother. Draw draw Carl's face in to show how he feels about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give this to like a child that has to go to a child psychologist. The, the internet. I mean, I, I hope this has hit the internet because the internet would have a fucking field day. Okay, with we're this. gonna skip this page for a minute because this is the this is what I took words from you earlier. For. Okay, this okay. is the, the meat of our yes exploration. Two different pages. There's some more terrorists. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. 
There's Al Powell. Oh yeah, there's Al Powell. He looks like Biggie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he just his head's just kind of like shaped like a thumb. <laughs> he looks like Bobby Hill too. Okay, here's one of the activities. John McClane's feet hurt. Can you help him find a pair of matching shoes? Solution on last page. Wow. Let's skip to the last page and see what the solution says. Solution. Unfortunately for John McClane, none of these shoes match. <laughs> That's amazing. Bingo hard. Just when you thought Die Hard couldn't get more exciting, now you can play bingo while you watch it. Here are the squares. Huey Lewis? Question mark. Man with a ponytail. Twinkies. W.C. Fields quote. Carl flips out. Deputy Police Chief Dwayne Robinson gets belittled. Sleigh bells on soundtrack. Pregnant woman. Terrorist eats candy bar. Boobs. Beethoven on soundtrack. John kills someone without shooting them. Explosion. Bonsai tree. Ellis tries to speak German. Fashion talk. Samurai statue. Stevie Wonder joke. Headshot. Hans Gruber smiles. That exploding hockey puck thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Cigarette break. Bach on soundtrack. Bromance. And close up of Rolex. Can we just change that into a drinking game instead? We would be dead. <laughs> It would, would be, die. it would be the best death. That'd be the end of us. <laughs> oh. The Ellis double page. Oh, of Ellis poor. being like, I'm your white knight, and then Ellis being dead. Wow. This is a piece of work right here. I'm. This is amazing. It, it's a piece of art. There's glass all over the floor, and poor John McClane isn't wearing any shoes. Can you help him get through the maze and get to the exit without cutting his feet? The movie accurate considering answer. Where the, considering where the exit is. <laughs> no. Well, I was going to say the movie accurate answer to that is just a straight line. Yes. <laughs> well, here, let's see what it says. There is no way to get to the eggs without walking through the glass. I'm sorry, John. I know you just want to have a quiet holiday with your strange family. Maybe try to patch things up a little. But it looks like this isn't your day. Hang in there, buddy. So the, the only way to, like, solve this, this coloring book is to have watched Die Hard, like, ten times. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm there. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I just... I want to work on this oh, while man. I watch oh, Die Hard. Man. <laughs> that page right there? The page of the bloody feet? Yes. The page of him picking glass out of the feet? All things equal, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. Hans wants to blow the roof, but he doesn't know which detonator button to connect to the C4. Can you help him choose the right one? Jenning Tatum can do it! <laughs> and if you, if you untangle them, it's three. Let's see what the back of it says. The correct button is detonator three, and I'm a little surprised that you're helping Hans like this. Whose side are you really on? <laughs> So if we were rating this the Die Hard coloring book on the crankometer, it would get a five five. It's, oh. it's getting a four twenty sixty nine. Let's be honest. Yeah, here. it would be the <laughs> best. Oh. Let's go back to the page I skipped though, because I skipped yeah, it for John a reason. Skip the page, and if you've been listening to the show so far, I'm pretty sure you know what's if coming. If you haven't been listening to the show, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, if you're just now tuning in, you picked a weird time to to skip to, bud. Yeah. All right. Okay, here's the go. Die Hard needs to air on network TV tonight, but the movie has too much cussing. Can you help the censors seamlessly edit the offensive words from the dialogue? Oh, no. <laughs> this is why you wouldn't let me swear. Yes. yes. Indeed. 911 operator, as McLean tries to call the police, attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No stinky egg, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> Hans Gruber, do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? John McClane, yippee ki yay, dog catcher. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Not bad. This is Deputy Chief of Police Dwayne T. Robinson, and I am in charge of the situation. Oh, you're in charge? Yeah, I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. From up here, it doesn't look like you're in charge of Jack Exmissification 2, Cuddies and Eddie's Island Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to me, you little beer. I'm... Beer? I'm not the one who just got I'm not the one who just got nose jacked on national TV, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now you listen to me, cookie off. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Quit being part of the quiet problem and put the other guy back on. John McClane, as he's fighting Carl. Coat rack, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to snacking cook you, and I'm going to stand and eat you. <laughs> John McClane was really hungry at this part of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to smack and cook you, and I'm going to... I'm gonna, what, what did it stand and eat you. I'm going to smack and cook you, I'm going to stand and eat you. <laughs> Big Johnson flying the helicopter on the roof. Just like Trippy Saigon, eh, Slick? Little Johnson, I was in junior high appendix year. <laughs> Hans okay. Gruber, this time John Waysman does not walk off, walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. John McClane, that was Gary Cooper, uvula. <laughs> <laughs> uvula? What the fuck ever? This is like Uwe, Uwe Boll. Yes, because Hans Gruber is German. Uwe Boll. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uwe Boll is the worst cursed word. <laughs> so if you're interested in purchasing the Die Hard coloring book, you can find it at any Walmart around the world, I guess. It's ten bucks. Money well spent. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. That's that's amazing. Something amazing after something so, so, so terrible. I am proud of Christmas Creeps. We can find we can find the, the joy in anything, can't we? We can find the silver lining on the shit cloud. Of any island adventure yeah especially if it's cousin eddie's oh well folks uh i think that's gonna have to do it for this episode of christmas creeps um so if you liked what you heard or you didn't like what you heard you can find us on the internet we we have multiple outlets for you to yell at us or berate us or tell us how much you love us uh go to twitter we're we are on twitter at christmas creeps uh go to facebook just search Christmas Creeps. We're the skull with the candy king crossbones. You can't miss us. We, we you know, it's, what did I say? The Holly Jolly Roger? Yes. Mm. I want to get that embroidered on a hat. Okay. Um, I met a guy today that could probably do that for us. Nice. Anyway, um, uh, go to iTunes and leave us a star rating and a review. That'll let people know that people are listening and they, they like or dislike what they hear. And finally. You can call us on the phone. What's your number, Joe? Uh, one 800 uh do not call me. That's a good so number. You can go to our website at do not call that gov. <laughs> yeah. Put your name on the list. Um, call your representative. At, call your local representative and tell them that no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Um, do, not, do not put us on a registry. We don't oh want God. any recognition, any more recognition than we than we possibly could can conceivably have. We we want recognition from you, but we don't want recognition from the government. Uh call your uh state uh political party uh uh, heads and tell them that the electors should uh, write in Christmas creeps. Yes. Um, if Johnny Five is voted president... Uh, the dragon what... has three heads. It's us. We're the president all together. Yes. Yes. Um, Look at me. I'm president now. Hey, dear America, you could still have your first female president. It's true. It could happen. Right here. Yeah, me. God damn it. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. If if you're whether you're celebrating Thanksgiving with your family and sort of just cringing through it, or whether you've abandoned your family and having an orphan Thanksgiving, happy, and happy Friendsgiving. And too. if you're Canadian, hey, it's Thursday, man. What's up? Happy Happy Thanksgiving, like two months ago. Uh, yeah, and if you're listening to us uh, overseas uh, and you don't know what Thanksgiving is, just have, ha- sit down, have some turkey. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. It's it's about gluttony. When I lived in Germany on Thanksgiving, I had a uh, donor kebab. I got drunk and I went to a young socialist meeting. That sounds like a really good day, actually. Yeah, it was pretty good. That doesn't sound too bad. 
But uh, for Christmas Creeps, I'm Joseph Wade. I am Johnny Five, the human robot. I'm Karen Five. And we're wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. We will be back in December. And Christmas is just around the corner, guys. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.